You're listening to Voice of the Magdalene, rediscovering true Christianity with me, Brother Ulobius. Will the real prophets please stand up? If ever the world needed to hear the voice of the prophets ringing out once more, it is now. The job isn't a popular one. It should be apparent to most that the human species has a great capacity for blocking its ears and shielding its eyes from anything that interferes with its workaday, pre-programmed pursuit of the carrots offered to it by the system. Humanity has refined cognitive dissonance to an art form. Now, by prophet, I do not mean the tele-evangelist type who speaks blessings for cash, the simony kind of seer with one hand on the Bible and the other outstretched for your last sense. These so-called prophets are a part of the problem, for in promoting a capitalist Christianity, they validate the corrupt, money-grabbing form of slavery that has the world in such a bind. The Hins and Copelands and Bakers follow a Jesus who likes his fine things, his big estates, his private jets, and if you don't have them, well then you simply don't believe in him strongly enough. This perversion of Christ perpetuates the system, justifies it, promotes it as being some kind of divine right to own the best, the biggest, and the most expensive. Sadly, the institutional system of religion has always sought to ingratiate itself with the ruling elite, ever since the days of Paul, who erroneously declared all powers and authorities to have been established by God, and were therefore not to be challenged on matters of governance. It has proven itself to be a marriage made in hell, the wedding of shadowy dealings with folly, whose offspring are condemned to the minds of greed since time immemorial. Neither by the word prophet do I mean the kind who stands Westboro style on the street berating the sexual activities of passers-by, those whose very reason for getting up in the morning is to hate those whose sexual orientation is anything other than lie back and think of England between one man and one woman. This kind of prophet earring is nothing of the sort, it is hatred for hatred's sake, judging the value of a person by what you believe they should or should not be doing with other consenting adults. It is the worst form of confirmation bias, taking a preconceived prejudice and then looking for it in every corner in order to justify a sense of self-righteousness that reeks of malice in the name of Christ. But I tell you this, their gay neighbours will be the first who are welcomed into the kingdom, well ahead and instead of them. No, the prophets that the world needs right here and now are the messengers who will stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves before the economic machine that is tearing up the earth. The prophets who will speak out for those who have no voice, who will be the watchmen and women of society, calling out a warning that this system will drag us to destruction. The world needs to hear that God is the God of the poor and oppressed, the hungry and the imprisoned. He is on their side, and that is what both the rich and the poor need to be reminded of. The pursuit of gain, of money, the defence of a system that enslaves millions with chains of debt and financial obligation, this is the true immorality against which the God of Israel rails. 
he could not care a jot less about a person's sexual preferences. He did not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of its sexual activities. He destroyed it because of its lack of concern for the stranger in the midst, for setting itself higher than they, and believing that the stranger was fit only for abuse and use. This use and abuse and then throw away is the very epitome of the rampant capitalist and monetary ethos. It is gain at the expense of the poorest of the poor. When Jesus said that we would have the poor with us always, he saw clearly through the myth that a capitalist mindset favours anyone except those at the bottom. It is a system designed specifically to keep the poorest dependent and ever wanting. That is why a half dozen white men own as much wealth as half of the planet's population combined. The liars peddle that if one works hard, one can do well, one can succeed. By working hard, of course, our lords and masters mean by working hard for the system, by being productive within the system, by being obedient to the system to the exclusion of everything and everyone else, because in the end it's the profit that matters. The masters and moguls will deny this vehemently from the gilded conference rooms of their ivory palaces constructed on the backs of their slaves, and for the most part, slaves buy into the lie because of their congenital Stockholm Syndrome. And the rest, who do not buy into it, follow along anyway, out of fear for their next paycheck. The system will not last. It is self-destructive, and will inevitably end when the resources that power it run dry. But by then, it will have taken the planet with it. By then, it will be too late. That is why the prophets must speak out now and be the voices that cry out in the modern wilderness of the social media platforms, the internet, in letters to the press, and in everyday conversation. And these prophets will arise because it is the will of God that they do so, a will that is not some overbearing, overriding possession of the prophet, the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets after all, but is a persistent itch that works at the prophet's innate sense of empathy and concern for his or her sisters and brothers, a nagging that speaks to the heart of the prophet that is naturally angry at the injustices in which the system rejoices and perpetuates. It is God working in humanity as humanity. It is the latent Christ all men embody who rises up and says, The kingdom is at hand. But the message will not be accepted. Christ are invariably crucified, and the maintainers of the status quo will hunt down and discredit all who speak out for change. And they will do so relentlessly and without conscience for the sake of sacrificing them on their mammonite altars. But Christ's also have an annoying habit of rising from the dead. If the prophet must sacrifice, she will make that sacrifice. If she must be crucified by the media and the politicians, she will submit. But what she has planted will not have been in vain, and a resurrection will come, a daybreak of realisation when her words will bear fruit, and the kingdom age, when the balances will be tipped and the kingdom of the rich be raised, shall dawn. For unless an ear of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it will not bear fruit.